0: welcome back to the homeschool advantage podcast i'm your host bex buzzy today's guest is georgia bonnie she is the founder of the thinking kid the thinking kid focuses on embracing people of all cultures and exploring the world together while establishing personal integrity individuality and intelligence they prepare students for the rapidly changing emerging future by fine tuning communication and presentation skills, leadership qualities, critical thinking, as well as foundational learning in core subjects. In this episode, we talk about how education should be a natural and joyful experience for every child, highlighting their natural gifts and encouraging them through challenging material also the thinking kit prepares students with the skills and knowledge they will need to be adaptable to the emerging job market in 10 to 20 years and lastly the thinking kit offers exciting educational experiences to match an equally compelling and demanding emerging global future so go grab your coffee go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what georgia has to say let's get into the podcast Say hello to our guests and tell us, what is a fun fact about your industry that will really surprise our listeners?
1: Oh, hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here from The Thinking Kid. And I think the fact that might surprise you is that we have students in Hong Kong that stay up until 2 a.m. to take their classes on The Thinking Kid and to meet with their student uh, friends. And you might ask, how does that happen? And Ziana, who's our student from Hong Kong, she just takes a nap in the middle of the day. And then she joins us until 2am on her classes and she's delightful. Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) That's dedication. Oh my God. (laughs) yeah, it is. I love that. So you've, you've been able to get around the world, like, (laughs) like that to say the least, you've been able to get around the world. It's amazing. So tell us what's the focus of the thinking kid?
1: the thinking kid is a chance for students to connect globally and so it's important i feel that children know that there's children in other parts of the world that might look different that might speak differently and that might have different traditions but basically they're good people and they're all striving to do good things together and they find that they make friends and that you know they they hope to meet each other one day but they have a lot of fun together and also our Our curriculum is geared for the future, and that's something that you don't see very often. I've done a lot of reading. I'm I'm actually getting my doctorates in education leadership right now, and so I've I've been through a lot of interviews and podcasts and done a lot of reading and interviewing, and so many of the leaders today are saying, oh my goodness, what's going to happen in 10 years? Because what our public schools and what a lot of educators are doing right now doesn't match up to what's going to be needed in 10 years, and this is a... It's a, I don't want to say scary, it's a challenging thought. It really makes you back up out of your mindset and say, oh my goodness, am I preparing my children for what kind of jobs there'll be, what the social, how things will work socially, and will they be able to adjust? And so the thinking kid is set up to help children develop a mindset. That will allow them to be adjustable, help them to be critical thinkers and help them to be out of the box thinkers while at the same time nailing the foundational knowledge that they need in order to be a critical thinker. You can't just be a critical thinker without like basic facts, right? I mean, otherwise that just doesn't work. So we cover all the core curriculum, but our thinking series and the way that we teach our core curriculum is based a lot on questions and presentations and, and trying to approach things from different perspectives.
0: Oh, wow. That's
1: amazing. So what inspired you to, to create this? Well, we traveled all over the world as a military family, and I'm I'm very, very grateful. I feel very blessed that we were able to do that. We never would have been able to afford it unless the army had sent us all over the world. And so we traveled with a large family. and And because of that, we had to try all different kinds of education methods. And so because my children were a range of ages within 13 years. Some of them had to take online classes. Some of them had tutors. Some of them I worked with. Some of them did asynchronous classes. And so in that that way, I was able to explore the benefits and the resources that were available throughout the homeschool world, which quickly expanded throughout those 30 years that I homeschooled. But then also because we were all over the world, and we were able to go visit places and to meet people and to experience how things are done so dramatically different in different countries, third world countries, second world countries, first world countries. It, it changed our family. It transformed us, I believe, to be more humble, to be richer, and to be more self querying. I guess you could say. Because you know you realize that though you do it one way and your mother did it one way and your your in-laws do it one way. There's people that do it entirely different way and they're perfectly happy doing it that way. And that's often something that you don't see when you're not allowed, when families don't have that opportunity to travel and meet different cultures. And so I felt deeply that I wanted to give children this opportunity to feel what it like is like to be immersed in different cultures and connect with other cultures. And that's what inspired The Thinking Kid I had found that a lot of the resources we used for our children had, though many of them were good, they had ulterior motives. And that not not to their detriment, but you know, they were promoting either a curriculum or they were promoting a, a belief system or something. And and that wasn't what I wanted. I wanted my children to have a strong academic background, but also be taught to think and to learn to have to adjust and to learn that sometimes their idea wasn't the best idea and to sometimes realize that there's a problem and in, in the way that we treat other people and the way that we do things. And, and maybe we need to adjust the way we think about that. And so that's what started the thinking kid. That's why we call it the thinking kid is because I want these kids to think about these things and I want them to think deeply as they get are more, as they come to the age that is developmentally appropriate for that. And so that's why in a lot of the classes, the children, make presentations, they have discussions, they have debates, and their teachers are also from around the world. And so they too also bring in different perspectives. And so that's what inspired The Thinking Kid. That's really cool. Yeah, I think
0: when I first left the country, that was the first time that I was able to really like, experience like, I mean, I had to, I had left the country when I was younger. But when I was a kid, I when I was like a really, really young kid, I'm like three years old, four years old. I wasn't able to like really process that. But as I got older and I went to different countries, I really was able to like really appreciate first for me coming back to the United States was like a real big appreciation like of what we have here. I was like, yeah. wow, thank you, God, because amazing, <laughs> like Oh, my. And, and I didn't even go to like third world countries. I went to like Spain with like my, my family was probably, you know? and it was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful to be, you know, an American. But at the same time, I was able to see a different way. And I and I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I want to go back and I want to be able to bring my husband. And, you know, when we have children, bring them there. I agree that the ability to be able to see different cultures just takes you out of your, out of your own head, out of your own little bubble and helps you like really learn about other people and appreciate and and enjoy, you know, different cultures and be like, wow, that's amazing. You know? So I I love that. That's a, that's, Oh my gosh, that's
1: amazing that you even started that. And that's really cool. Thank you. I have a daughter actually who just landed in Uganda yesterday to work in an orphanage and another one that went to India to work in the government schools. And this is also something that's so interesting for children to see is that we have so much. First world problems are really first world problems. When you look at a, another child who doesn't have clean water, who barely has enough to eat. And so it I, I think it's a great antidote to the entitlement that we might feel in America, you know, that, that word, I mean, and it hits in pretty young about age nine and 10. I work with hundreds of children every week through our community center and it kicks in and, you know, well, my device isn't charged. Well, you know, you're okay. Don't worry. and You'll be okay. And so it's, it's really important for us to maintain the perspective of who we are, how blessed we are, and also our responsibility to give back. Come on! That, yeah, that's that's and that's what I I I hope that our students gain through the Georgia. Perfect. I
0: love it. I mean, that is that's powerful. That's just that's just real world education right there. You know, just being able to do. You're absolutely right. The the as you were talking, of like entitlement, entitlement. The words entitlement, because <laughs> you know, like, yes. it, it, it is, and it's a shame. It's a shame because there are so many people who don't have what we have and we don't get it. And sometimes it takes us to leave the comforts that we have to be able to be like, oh my gosh, this is an actual blessing. I am actually blessed. I was born here. And oh my goodness, I am not going to be, you know, a jerk about it anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's yeah. And sometimes you go to these other countries and these kids are happy and they're like really happy. And, you know, you wonder like, wow, you're so happy. It's because probably, you know, they're not bogged down all the other stuff. And that could also be something that that could be shared. And I love the fact that you're doing that. You're connecting kids. You're helping them see more than just their world. You're helping them talk to kids with different perspectives and different, you know, thoughts, ideas, and, man, this is, and then to see like, you know, Hey, you and I kind of think the same and, Oh, wow. You know, like, we're making the world like literally a a smaller world. It
1: reminds me of like, it's a small world, (laughs) (laughs) but that's beautiful. Well, the truth is with time, the world is going to get smaller and smaller. And so if our children aren't prepared to connect with people that are different than they are, that speak differently, that approach things differently, then they're not going to be prepared for the future. It was so right. interesting in one class, they read a story and I i probably ought to change that book in that particular literature series, but it was a story about a dog and the dog lived in a house. Well, we had a family from Pakistan and Pakistan animals aren't allowed in the house. Oh, and so there was like, no connection right the little girl was like well why is the dog in the house and you know that that that's unclean and so you know it was a good discussion that those children that was in our sixth and up class had you know well why don't you let dogs you know it, it's just realizing that things are different in different parts of the world and that's okay yeah I think it's actually quite powerful that that like
0: she's in their country they don't but but here, I mean, some dogs sleep on the same bed as their, you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, that's, that's a very powerful conversation to have to, to be able to say, well, our dog is like a part of the family. And they're like, what?
1: Yeah, I, really?
0: You know, and it's kind of helping. Yeah, just expand. So what are some of the things that like, r- obviously reading books, what are some other things that kids get to experience in these classes?
1: We are a very hands-on academy. I, I feel I, I have a son who chose to go back to public school for high school, and so I have a very inside look at the public schools right now, especially as my studies as well. And so the the thing that I think is very strong about TTK is that we everything is hands-on, and so it's relatable. And it's not just a lecture. We don't lecture. In fact, we have a, a general template that all the teachers follow where twenty minutes of it is teaching, but twenty minutes is discussion and then twenty minutes is debate and and reinforcement. Because we don't want that lecture we want it to be a conversation and unless the children are engaged and discussing and presenting and sharing or doing a project right there in front of the computer or doing a science experiment right there are showing the videos you know if they can't do it right there say it's very messy then they will have done it outside and videoed it and they'll be able to share it and say oh I put in too much of this and it really went sour or whatever and so it's a very hands-on experience especially and so this is good for children who also might have academic challenges. And so they don't want to sit still. They don't want to just be talked at. And so everything is very one-on-one and our classes are really small too. And so that helps the children be able to all participate. You know, some online classes you have up to 26, 30 kids, but usually ours are about eight, 10 is big, maybe 11 if we're lucky. But, usually the classes are between four and eight. And so the kids really do get to know each other and each other's perspectives. And sometimes a child isn't particularly respectful. And so that's something that we have to work through. You know, we have to learn to listen to each other. I mean, not all children are angels. So there's something we have to do there to help with that kind of relationship. So that's TTK is very hands-on. It's very much leadership based. You know, you take the lead in this, this discussion. And then another thing that I'm working on that, I'm going to, and the nice thing is that we're small, so we can pivot on a dime, which is kind of nice, is finding a way to get the children more involved in their particular communities because environment is a huge issue that we're facing today, right? I mean, we're, we've done a lot of things in the past with the industrial revolution and moving onward that have not benefited our environment. And so this is the generation that needs to turn those things around. And so I'd like to see. And we're working to see if we can come up with opportunities or challenges for the children to become involved in their community and making a difference. And and that's something that we're working on so that they can have a leadership project when they graduate out of TTK. We graduate our students at 10th grade because then it's probably time for them to move on to the community college or to something that's more transitional for the university or whatever career they choose to do. But also with our math, we use an app. And so it's almost like slipped learning so that they do, they get, they learn about what they're supposed to do. Then they come to class with their questions. They use that in a lot of universities and that works really well. Another thing that we do differently in TTK is that in the history, we talk about the change makers. Because, you know, doing a timeline in history is really boring. And do you remember the dates that you were taught? I, I no. don't. I mean, and I've been, it's, I've been looking at these things for decades. But what I do remember is, like, why was Peter the Great Peter the Great in Russia? You know, what changes did he make? And so I think it's important to learn in history about people that dealt with changes, who brought on changes, and how they handled changes. Because that's all we're going to see for the next year. Ten years are changes. And so how are we going to rise above these changes? How are we going to flourish in these changes? And so everything we do has the overriding perspective of preparing them for a future that we don't exactly know, that we can't exactly identify, but that we can give them soft skills and hard skills to deal with. That is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, that's just what we do. No, that's
0: amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. Wow. And the thought that comes behind creating something like the Thinking Kid, TTK, that's amazing. So where can families and parents connect with you and become part of this, you know, your school, your academy?
1: So we are thethinkingkid.org. So you can find us there, thethinkingkid.org. And my name is Georgia. And so I'm easy to find as well through email. It's just Georgia at thethinkingkid.org. And we work with families one on one. We usually know the parents by first name pretty, pretty quickly because the idea is with homeschooling is that every educational path is customized for that child. Right. And so we work hand in hand with the parents. So you can find us at the You can reach out to me. And if you want to try a class, we don't function during the summers, but during the school year, if you want to try a class, you can reach out to me and I'll give you a whole array of classes that you can try for a week and see what fits. And then we can adjust as we go. So we really help every step of the way.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So as we're we're wrapping up Georgia what is one big takeaway you want to leave with the families listening from our conversation today
1: I think we all need to be very aware that we are approaching a renaissance in learning it's really a new education's changing and i i'm not usually a doomsday kind of person but i really don't think our public school system is going to be able to keep up it's it's a darn dinosaur it's large and it cannot pivot on a dime and and there are entities involved in there that don't that are political financially based things like that and so but they've done a great job doing what they do in the past so i think what parents really need to think about is that we have a big job in front of us A big challenge, and that is to prepare our children for in 10 years. Because you might say, Oh, there's been changes in the past, but they are not as drastic or as fast as what's coming up. Okay. So there was the horse and buggy. The horse and buggy was taken over by the model A or the model T. And then, you know, that's slowly been taken over by, you know, maybe electric cars. But what do they, but then. What happens when you have cars that are just driving themselves? What do you do when you don't need taxi drivers? What do you do when jobs are just being taken over by AI? Because then we don't need people to just adjust to a new form of transportation or a new form of their job. They've been eliminated from that job entirely. And that's something that's coming. And that's something we need to be ready for. Even doctors, their whole career the way they pursue their career is going to completely change because now you can do teleappointments, right? And eventually, AI is going to take over the you know the very basic calls. I mean, it, it's just I'm not saying that robots are going to take over everything and AI is going to take over everything. That's that's not true, but it's going to take over many positions. And our students, our children, are going to have to be able to adjust time after time after time as things roll out. And so, what I'd like to offer to parents is i i'd like you to take a look at the thinking kid be sure that you're reading my mother told me as long as you're reading books you'll be okay and it's true read read sapiens by harari read read these other books that are coming out creative schooling by ken robinson there's so many great books out there saying it's coming the renaissance is coming and i'd love to have a great conversation with you as well so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and that's, I want you that to be your takeaway that education is not what education was when you're growing up. Education has, is going to do a complete flip yeah. and we need to be ready for it. And so that's what we're attempting to do at the thinking kid. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tack on to that because the public school, like I, I still teach at the public school and yeah. I thought that they were literally moving on with education and, you know, cause They created the first online public school and I was like, yes, I was part of it. And then all of a sudden it just closed down four weeks ago. Every kid has to go back. Yeah. Because they, they don't, they didn't know what they're doing for two years. They don't know what they're doing. No, they didn't. And we were trying to tell them, we're like, we, we can help you. Like we, we know where education, like we can help you. Nothing. Shut it down. Kids have to go back. It was like, shocker. (laughs) We were like so surprised. Yeah. So a whole school had to close out because they didn't know how to handle an online situation, which is true. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a hundred percent. You're, you're so on point.
1: And the thing is, you know, people say, oh, I don't want my kid to do online school, but online school is here to stay. Online is something they'll be doing all their lives. And I'm not saying that, you know, they should be on the computer all day. Our classes only take one to two hours a day. And then after that, the kids burnt out, right? I mean, I've tried to do. I'm burnt um, out. Tended, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I used to have my kids on seven classes. It was two hours a week. And I swear by Thanksgiving, they were done. And I paid through <laughs> June, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to keep them on there? And so, uh-huh. you know, I, TTK doesn't keep them on there forever. We keep them on there one hour or two hours. But They're going to have to learn to work online. They're going to have to also adjust it. There's just, and then also the, the other thing is, is that we can't continue to separate our subjects so cleanly because in the future, they're going to have to draw dot to dot to dot to dot to dot between subjects and be able to like master the idea it's called spatial thinking, right? Where they're connecting all kinds of the dots to bring together a project. I mean, even a lemonade stand, right? You have to have the art and the poster. You have to have the money figured out. You know, am I making any money? Am I just spending my mother's money? How do I do public speaking? You know, and even something so small as that, it's dot to dot to dot to dot, dot. Yeah, a dot.
0: hundred. And so, yeah. Yeah, a hundred. That's actually my class. i I teach physics. I make them create, they have to take a sketching class with me. They have to do, they have to, Uh, do presentation persuasive they have to be able to do physics apply it to a product product design like you have to like that is actually my physics class you just like literally named it (laughs) like that's exactly (laughs) what I do yeah they have no choice because I know for a fact I'm like you're not gonna you're not gonna make it with with learning the the formulas that's not it like, you know what I mean? Like, so, oh my gosh, we can talk forever, but I love what you're doing, Georgia. I think it's amazing. So go on to the and connect up with Georgia. And I think this is going to be a great, a great match. Thank you so much for coming on today and just
1: sharing your brilliance with all of us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.